Welcome to another episode of Commentary. This episode was recorded in 2002 for the Universal DVD release of Monsoon Wedding. Our guest today is director Mira Nair. Miss Nair is concise, authentic, a genius. <laughs> she just has such an inclusive way of speaking, of explaining things simply and effectively so that everyone can really understand what she's talking about. So if she's discussing something very technical about the film, she breaks it down in layman's terms and cuts through to the intentionality at the heart of whatever it is. And that mirrors the way that the movie was made and the story that's being told in the film. Which leads me to say that this commentary feels like just another part of, of a fuller picture of Monsoon Wedding. It doesn't feel separate from the movie to me. Miss Nyer talks about casting, about not pandering, about remaining authentic, about taking a real look at contemporary New Delhi and Old Delhi and about being able to do all these things freely as a low-budget independent film. And she talks about how much of her family and her family's clothes and her family history is in this movie. It's, it's so fascinating and it's so sweet and inspiring for folks that are making films on a small scale, on any scale, I would say, to, to, to really make an effort to keep heart in it. She starts by saying that this project was a test and a testament to making something out of nothing, to exploring relationships to culture, to language, to filmmaking. She speaks with passion all the way through the closing credits, through the very end of the movie. And by the way, shout out to the closing credits. There's two beautiful credit sequence designs of this film. And in the commentary, Miss Nyer drops some references to Saul Bass, which, you know, always gets you points. This commentary is a 3 out of 5 on the listenable scale. Miss Nyer is obviously triggered to say things based on what's happening in the film, but if you've seen Monsoon Wedding and you remember it, you can certainly get away with listening to this track wherever you are. Miss Nyer is a great companion. I mean, I could listen to her speak all day. I think there's an entire other Mira Nyer commentary for Monsoon Wedding that exists in the world on another DVD. This one's incredible, so that one must be uh, just as good. I'll find out. I'll put it on here if I can. If you're streaming at home, listen for this sound to press play at the beginning of the film. Here is Mira Nair in 2002 for Monsoon Wedding. Monsoon Wedding was inspired by the idea of making something out of nothing. 
I wanted to make a film with self-imposed leanness, a film in 30 days, uh, with on a budget that was just like or less than my first feature film. And um, this is what emerged. Um, it was made in an egoless fashion, and by that I mean it was really made in a spirit of inventiveness and play. And the main and raison d'etre of the film was to be only true to myself and not feel any of the pressures of distributors and stars and um, selling and buying and being rewarded by this or that. And um, the, the, the objective was not to pander, but just to remain at all times honest to myself. Um, I wanted to make a film very close to home. I come from a Punjabi family in Delhi, and that is what this film is about. It's about sort of being at my dining table for two hours. I had the good fortune of meeting a young woman, Sabrina Dhavan, uh, at Columbia University Film School in New York, where I teach uh, directing. Sabrina is also from Delhi and also from the Punjabi community. And for all those who don't know us, uh, the Punjabis are known for working hard but partying even harder. We are really the party animals of India. And nothing exemplifies this spirit of, of living and partying as uh, more than a Punjabi wedding, which is what Monsoon Wedding is about. We believe in masti, which means a Hindi word for being intoxicated with life. And that is the spirit that I wanted to capture in this film. The five-layered story involved 68 actors, and uh, in order to cast actors like this, I had to audition about 500 people, many of them non-actors, many of them my family, many of them just people in the community who happened to look like the character I wanted to cast. Uh, this is Nasiruddin Shah, a legendary actor who uh, I have longed to work with since I was 17 years old when I saw him in um, Edward Albee's zoo story as a student in Delhi University. He plays uh, Lalit Verma, the beleaguered father of the bride, who, like most Punjabi fathers, has to put his shirt on the line to make sure that the marriage goes as flamboyantly and as well as possible. Nasir, who is a sort of legendary actor, was joined by many other actors. This is Lilette Dubé, who, with whom I used to act in a theatre action group, a, a repertory company that I was a part of as an actor 25 years ago as a student. I used to always joke with Lilette that she would play the sex kitten and I would play her, um, her boyfriend's mother on stage. So Lilette wore a major foam bodysuit because Punjabi women are large by nature and Lilette is really svelte. Uh, and this is Vijay Raz, an extraordinary um, debut made by a struggling actor, Vijay, who really in Bombay nobody knew him until Monsoon Wedding, and now I'm happy to say he's a major star, who stunned me with his uh, physical comedy and his extraordinary command over comic timing and the ability to be emotionally naked on screen. Um, the ensemble sort of grew and grew, and many actors whom I had cast either didn't want to do it because of the, you know, the fact that it was very low budget or they weren't available. And, and so oftentimes I had to cast other actors at the last minute and often who were non-actors. 
this uh, young man is a model in India who had never acted before. Um, his name is Randeep Hooda, and he lucked out into this role and in which he does very well. He was from Australia in life, and so we rapidly made the character from Australia, although it was written as a kid from Toronto. Um, and um, he he became sort of a, the idiot of the movie, the Australian idiot we called him, and this was a gag that was introduced early on by Nasir and then continued throughout the film and gives us one of the biggest laughs, this this kind of uh, avuncular, um, endearing, insulting affection. Um, Varun's character, the, the young brother of the bride, Varun, is played by my own nephew, Ishan Nair, uh, my brother Vikram's son, um, who is plays a character very close to himself. He is a self-avowed great cook, and uh, these scenes are really inspired by his own life, um, his uh, obsession with TV, his couch potato behavior, and uh, his absolute utter delicious charm. We captured him in these last days of adolescence, because soon after the movie, he's uh, sort of grew about a foot in height, and now he's six feet tall and majorly buffed and looks nothing like what he looks like now. Um, affection was the sort of cornerstone of this relationship. Affection amidst all the raucous, aggressive, uh, mischievous um, affection in this family. Uh, Vasundara Das, the young pop singer from Bangalore who got the role of Aditi, the bride. This was a very hard role to cast. I, I must have seen maybe a hundred models and young actresses, but I lost my, you know, I instinctively fell for Vasundara, who is a pop singer. This is only her second film. And she's sort of the epitome of Punjabi beauty, sort of peaches and cream. And, uh, and uh, of course, her character was sort of the bourgeois, cosmopolitan reading princess, and she played that perfectly, although she's not very much like it in life, thank God. Um, this was uh, uh, Samir Arya, um, the, her lover, her married lover, sort of sleazy talk show host. Um, um, who was cast at the very last minute unseen. I had cast somebody else and rehearsed them, and he just didn't show up. He, he chose to do something else at the very last minute, but the show had to go on. I had resolved 30 days for shooting this film, and we had to do it in 30 days, so everything was in urgently disciplined and, 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 and prepared. And um, when the actor, the original actor, let me down, I had to cast somebody uh, really unseen. Um, he was actually a director of photography, by, by profession in Bombay but was known to one of our actors and was flown in and um, shaved and, you know, Armani clad and, and just sort of transformed his entire uh, presence into, into this role, his, his first performance. Um, and I think he, he does pretty well. This, this uh, was the last scene we shot in the film. Uh, everybody was jubilant because it was going to be the rap, but... I had 150 extras in this scene and none of the speaking parts had shown up. That was the sort of the nature of Monsoon Wedding. We just sort of, it was guerrilla style filmmaking. Whatever was, was in front of us had to be converted into the scene itself. So all the actors on the dais in the talk show are all members of the crew. Um, the still photographer plays um, the man who says, what's wrong with sex, it's only natural. Uh, the wardrobe supervisor plays the censor board chief. Uh, a visiting friend on set plays the politico. And a young woman who was performing in a mythological drama across the street was roped in to play the dubbist. And uh, that was the nature of the game. I miss you. Oh, uh, hi, Aditi. I'm sorry. 
We're starting in 20 seconds. I'll be right there. Okay. I have to go. Call me. Aditi, why are you doing this? The ambassador car is something I have great affection for in the new India with all its Mercedes and Fiats and and uh, all kinds of cars. The ambassador car is barely seen, but this is a big symbol of my childhood and uh, I love this car. <laughs> I cast Shifali Shetty, who plays the cousin Rhea, uh, unseen from her amazing performance in Satya. Uh, and she transformed herself to play this Delhi girl. Bombay and Delhi are two very different cities, very different styles for women. And she, uh, Shefali, is from Bombay and converted herself completely into this sort of progressive, uh, intellectual, um, you know, person who's kicking the mainstream. Uh, Ria, the, the character she plays. <laughs> the the way of achieving this kind of comic timing and the workshop and, and um, humor and timing between all these actors, many of them who who were professional, like say Nasiruddin and Vijay Raz, but were surrounded by people who either who had never acted before or who were young in acting was achieved by having a two-and-a-half-week workshop prior to the shooting of the film, in which we rehearsed every scene, much like in the theatre, and, and worked in all these improvisations. And at night, Sabrina and I would uh, sculpt the scenes down to a fewer pages because we knew we had 30 days to shoot the film, and this, scene, this film was a vast film. I mean, five different love stories, five different plot lines, and a Punjabi wedding in itself is a hymn to ostentation. It's a big deal. So how do we do this in 30 days? That was the constant, grueling challenge. And I often think that the gift of this film was the energy that we all gave to it because we knew we only had 30 days. And this was the gift that I discovered really in the editing room, this kind of naturalness and improvisation, all of which was happening in the rehearsals prior to the shooting of the film, but was really... Um, came to life when we were actually shooting because everybody knew what they had to do and they could only build upon it. Lilette has such a flair for physical comedy and used to really make us, uh, you know, laugh during during shooting. Um, I, I love Bollywood films. I love commercial Indian films, which have these great song sequences. And I and I wanted to do my own kind of song sequence in Monsoon Wedding. A song, the, the kind of I come from a documentary tradition, and the great thing about. Uh, about uh, that is that authenticity and the, the real life is becomes my treasure, becomes my inspiration. And the, my idea for song sequences in this film really comes from walking down an Indian street where you hear three different transistor radios blaring different old tunes and so on. And I wanted to make song sequences based on that kind of reality, but always make it magical, especially where it came to Dubey and Alice. Because Dubey and Alice was the magic love story of the film, the pure, blinding love story of the film. Um, 
This is a great song, Mohammad Rafi song from the 70s that my husband Mahmoud loves and he always sings to me. And it's really a song about, look how the weather is playing tricks on me. It's sort of a double entendre song about the monsoon and then about love. Um, this was a fi the only scene, actually, while I was shooting the scene with Declan Quinn, my brilliant cinematographer, and Robin Aronstam, the, the script supervisor, that I felt very much that I had not captured. I was deeply disappointed while shooting this film. I thought I hadn't got it. But um, because of shooting it off-kilter and shooting it uh, slow motion, and once I discovered in the editing room there was a way to cut this film, to uh, cut this scene to achieve the magic. And now it, of course, is one of my favorite scenes in the film, which is one of those illogical things that happen in movie making where you think you haven't achieved it, but actually you've achieved it better than you could ever imagine. <laughs> Kimaya Kidwai, who plays Alia, is the daughter of my best friend, Nana Lal. We went to high school together and boarding school together. We've had a very close relationship, and uh, we used to joke that her daughter and my son would be betrothed. And um, I needed a very, very uh, intelligent young girl to play Alia, and it's a very sensitive part, so I really needed to feel like I knew this girl, and that she would trust me and trust the actors who would then become her family. And uh, thanks to Nena and Rashid, her father, um, we got Kimaya, who, who really embodies Alia in all her intelligence and mischief. Kulbhushan Kar Karbanda is one of the other two legendary actors in Monsoon Wedding. He's a great, great character actor, brilliant actor, who uh, is often not really... Um, you know, uh, milked for his comedy, but in this film he lends us so much humanity, so much affection, and is uh, the quintessential earthy Punjabi uncle in, in all our families. There was constant improvisation uh, in sometimes in the script. Uh, this this scene was finished at Yugshurius where he says that there's uh, there is no such word. But then one morning my brother Vicky came into my bedroom while shooting the film and he said, you know, Mira, we should add L. We should add it, uh, you know, extend the joke. Say it's, uh, L is missing. It should become luxurious. And sure enough, instead of getting one or two laughs, that scene gets major laughs because of these additional jokes. Nasir and Randeep, the, the two actors playing this scene, really built upon this sort of avuncular, insulting relationship between each other uh, and a strain that continued throughout the shooting of the film, which further um, added depth and comedy to their relationships. Punjabi weddings are all about bacchanalias, bhangra, whiskey, kebabs, music. It all has to happen as soon as the sun goes down. Unlike um, when I was growing up 15, 20 years ago in India, we had inferiority complexes about the West. We would know much more about Beatles than, let's say, Satyajit Ray. But today's India, it's, it's sort of cool to be Indian. It's, it's chic for young people to have the tattoos and to the, the Miu Miu miniskirts in the morning and the saris at night and dance to sort of Indian music. It's, it's cooler to be from India than to be your cousin from New Jersey, which is a very different time than when I was growing up. This is an extraordinary scene, a total improvisation. We had half an hour between day shooting and night shooting. We were waiting, and there was the magic hour, and I said to Vijay, Raz, the actor playing this great scene, do something, we can't waste half an hour. And he just raced up the tent pole and he created this dialogue start to finish. It was one take and we had this fantastic scene. You know, 
I think this Sati Savitri look really suits me. I think your cousin Rahul would really like it. Hey, you have to know this. This was a real girly scene that I asked uh, Sabrina to write uh, on the spot, really, because uh, I wanted very much for, for people to understand what the private life of girls would be as they were getting ready for an arranged marriage, how they were actually, you know, just cursing their luck. I mean, that they had agreed to this, uh, but what their inner tensions would be but with the play and the mischief between girls. This was all about the hustle and bustle of Punjabi hospitality where everybody all comes out and it's it's this, this major organized choreographed chaos. Roshan Seth is an old friend from uh, Mississippi Masala, an early film. He only had two days to give us and I said, Roshan, you've got to be the father of the groom. And he gave us two days and we did these mad scenes with him. Praveen Dabas, who a handsome groom, is is a wonderful actor and model who'd never really got much of a break before this film and he really has become prominent in India with this film. He truly exemplifies sort of the the Punjabi ideal of a, a, a husband that every mother would dream of for her daughter. <laughs> Yes, better than Houston, no? Good, good, good. India needs young men like you. Yes, yes, of course. Computer engineers are India's biggest export. Am I a coolie or what? Ishan was fantastic in his sort of lumbering elephant walk. He was, uh, he really brought smiles to all of us all. Exactly, exactly. Um, the same, thanks. So Roshan plays the kind of slightly colonial bureaucrat who, you know, tries to talk more British than the British. And uh, as opposed to Nasir's uh, Lalit Varma, the truly Punjabi, you know, patriarch, uh, we wanted to, you know, subtly indicate all these kinds of people who, who really populate middle-class life in India. Um, I had told Stephanie Carroll, our production designer, that I wanted monochromatic color in this film and great paintings. I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, modern art in India, and we had the liberty of uh, going to many friends of ours who had private, great private collections, and even my own paintings at home, Jamini Roy's, Guy Tonde's, Vivan Sundaram. These are all brilliant paintings on the wall that are made by sort of master class Indian artists. <laughs> This scene was about nine pages long, the engagement scene, and we had one day to shoot it, which is a, a very little amount of time, and it was rehearsed uh, thoroughly the day, day before we began shooting, and uh, we actually filmed this entire scene of their arrival and the engagement in, nine, in uh, one day, um, in the heat and the monsoon, um, largely through Declan Quinn's most wonderful camera. Um, it was a way of uh, making everybody, all the actors, feel steeped in the scene and then uh, choreographing the scene and then Declan and I, you know, whipped the cameras around um, as they did um, take after take just to capture the sense of immediacy and uh, spontaneity to make every member of the audience feel like they were right there with us. 
Rajat Kapoor, a dear friend who's actually a very celebrated theater director in India, plays Rajat Kapoor, uh, plays Tej Puri, the the sort of not the slightly creepy uncle of the family. It was a very hard role to cast. I didn't want to let the cat out of the bag and make sure that, you know, a villain had entered the, the, the scene in India, in Indian movies. We have actors who play villains, we have actors who play heroes, and ne'er the twain shall meet. And in this, uh, with the play Tej Puri, the sort of very dignified leader, patriarch of the family, I didn't want to uh, do that. I wanted to cast against grain, to cast a very dignified person, the last person you would imagine who would, uh, you know, do something that would be abominable. Um, it was a real dilemma, and finally I asked uh, Rajat, who's a dear friend, who's about 35 years old, uh, and he had to submit himself to about four hours of makeup every morning so that every hair could be... Um, whitened and the, the, the liver spots, the age spots, and yet to be truthful to to himself. He, he didn't pretend to be, uh, he, he sort of went for the spirit of somebody older rather than the total look of somebody older. Nothing but the doctors. The brilliant thing about Shafali's performance was that every expression, every look, every glance was loaded. Was it came with enormous uh, power and a kind of history in her character, so that you know from the beginning that something is up, but you shouldn't know what. This quality of juxtaposing the upstairs and downstairs quality of Indian life, the 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 fact that we. Uh, as middle-class Indians, we are always, uh, we have cooks, we have ayahs, we have people around us who who work with, who've sung lullabies to us for 25 years. And these are the kinds of realities that I have lived in as a, as a person in India, growing up in India. And I wanted very much to um, speak of that world. This world is much more interesting to me often than our own world. And this is what I told Sabrina. I said, I want to have a st the real essential love story of this film should be the one that does not require materialism, that is about pure love, that is only about a flower, but that, you know, um, symbolizes consummate commitment and pure love. And that was Alice and Dube. Um, Tilotama Shom, the ethereal lovely creature who plays Alice, is a young student of uh, English literature in Delhi University. She'd never acted before. She came into an audition and I just took one look at her and I knew she'd be Alice. She she exemplified the kind of Bengali beauty out of Satyajit Ray's films. Uh, and uh, I just knew, and she has a kind of feistiness and dignity, which really is what Alice is about. Um, and their combination was um, just magic. Thank you. In India, we sing at the drop of a hat, much like the Irish. We're one of the few cultures that are still believe in lively, absolute, you know, live singing. And this kind of singing was written in the script. These are these are old Indian um, Bollywood sort of uh, songs that we sing to tease each other. And uh, it was, and of course, we make our own instrument through voices. And this is the kind of thing that goes on. It was so lovely to be able to really make a scene about the, the way we live. My brother lent me these uh, very expensive Cuban cigars for this scene on the condition that we did not open them and did not use them. So the scene had to be rewritten to include the fact that he uh, quit smoking. 
Arundhati Roy is a dear friend of both Sabrina and mine, and we wanted to make a joke about uh, the recent Booker Prize-winning *God of Small Things*, where uh, Punjabi families like our own would rarely know that what the what the prize is about, who won the prize, what is the book about, but they would know that she got a million-dollar advance. I mean, that's the kind of a fantastic symbol of the fact that we are essentially more Philistine than cultured and we we have no pretension about that and that we would remember that and so this was one way of including that kind of a joke I think three-week workshop and then living together and doing yoga every morning for a, an hour and a half, which is what happened in our in our shooting and in our preparation, really added a sense of democracy and bonhomie to this family. They, they became actually a family. All these disparate actors from all over India. Um, and these kind of scenes, which of total intimacy, of total, just like a family would be, uh, would is really something that happens as a result of all that spending time together, eating together, doing yoga together. Um, and my my work as a director is essentially to create a space where we can all make fools of ourselves, where, where it is totally safe to be foolish, and in that process, uh, you know, become truthful. That's what I try to do in all my films. And uh, so you can see from the affection in this scene um, that it was really achieved. The actors really felt close to each other and really felt uh, that they could exemplify that kind of affection which only comes with family life. Just go. Can't I have some bloody privacy in my own house? <laughs> my house too, you know. <laughs> hey, Varun, what happened to you? Nothing. Mrs. Mehta speaking. Who's this? That's me on the telephone. Okay. I have an announcement to make. I'm thinking that if Ria wants to study in America, I will fund her entire education. No, 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 and because this film was made with no sense of, you know, low stakes as an experiment, I never worried whether, you know, how would the distributors deal with so many languages at once, how would we subtitle. We just went with the absolute honest flow of exactly how we would do it in life, um, and thus the, the, thus the many-tiered languages. We saved Punjabi, like in my family, the older generation, when you speak of real intimacy and old things and history things, uh, then you use Punjabi. So usually it's it's Hindi and English in this film, and then when it, when when it's something that is really old and and deep, uh, we revert to Punjabi. Don't cry. I know you are missing him. We are all missing your father, but he's here with us. Your papa's hand will always be on this family. Always. Oh, 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 oh,
This scene was really brought to life uh, as much by Vijay's stunning expressions on his face um, as with Tilotama, who plays Alice, her ethereal beauty. But it also comes to life with Michael Dana, the great composer's score. Uh, Michael is a sort of Indian brother of mine who happens to be Canadian, who uh, did my earlier film, Kama Sutra, and we're very close, and he's obsessed with India. In fact, got married to a young Indian woman soon after a monsoon wedding. Um, and he came while we were shooting, soon after the shooting of the film, into Bombay, and uh, we recorded a number of extraordinary musicians, uh, sitar, sarod, um, uh, flute, and wrote this wonderful score, which became Alice in Dubey's theme, which really brought an enchantment uh, to this, uh, to these scenes. Um, Originally, I really resisted the sitar. I said to Michael, this is not Ravi Shankar, this is not Gandhi, this is not some sort of Western view of India, which is what the sitar really exemplifies to me. But he persisted and, and convinced me, and now I, I, I just am addicted to this particular score. There is humor in the score, which is what I wanted to convey between the budding sort of lustful romance that is developing between the two Westernized cousins, um, Aisha and Rahul. But really, the essence, the sweetness of this theme of the score is between Alice and Dubey. What would I do without Vijay's fantastic mouth and ears? This is the only scene we shot on a tripod. I called it my Satyajit Ray scene. Uh, the whole film is handheld to capture the sort of vibrancy and immediacy of, of uh, daily life. This is a scene really to exemplify that uh, both Alice and Dubey, unknown to each other, have this idiosyncratic habit of eating marigolds. Uh, Alice e eats the heart of the flower and Dubey eats the whole flower. And they don't know this about each other, but this is how the union, their union becomes closer and closer. And is I went to the great Punjabi pop star Sukhvinder Singh to compose the theme song, which is this song uh, for the film. Um, and um, he did an extraordinary job really going back to ancient uh, couplets from uh, his own village in Jalandhar, um, which he then put two extraordinary sort of Bhangra rock sounds and then Michael Dana, the composer, took that and further endorsed it, further deepened it, made it funkier. 
but it is a song really of uh, for Lalit Verma, for the father of the family, of all the things he desires for his family. May his family be happy, may there be breezes of happiness, may there be prosperity, may there be fertility in his family. These are his wishes. This is what this uh, song is about. And we wanted to like make these song sequences of daily life that would contribute to the making of the film, to the creation of the wedding in the monsoon. Man, I'm glad I had some exercise. All I've been doing is eating and eating and eating. I'm sorry I had to wake you up this early though, but... We had a freak accident uh, after the 30th day of shooting as we were preparing to leave to return to New York where I live. We had a call from the lab to say that uh, four days of shooting were ruined by x-ray damage. And this was an extraordinary amount of footage, 300 minutes of exposed footage in a 30-day shoot. That's a lot. And that was four scenes that were damaged. Uh, the The insurance company digitally restored one of the scenes that was impossible for us to shoot, the dance number that you'll see later on in the film. But because it was so expensive, asked us to return three months later to India to reshoot the three scenes that were damaged. One of the great advantages of doing that was was the, uh, the film was cut already and it was so many relationships, so many people, uh, and we could see what the film really needed. We could sharpen and refine the scenes. This was a new scene that uh, we wrote really on the spot in the in the second shoot of the film because people loved the bride and the groom so much and felt that they didn't have enough of them. And this was a new scene that we uh, cooked up uh, pretty much on the spot um, in February, months after the initial shooting was over, to exemplify the fact that they both are good people who want to do the best for each other, but who don't really know each other. And, the, and Aditi, the bride, is in complete confusion about her personal life. I had asked uh, Nasir, who plays Lalit, to model his character really upon my brother Vicky Nair, who is a garment exporter. In fact, he makes the very same boxer shorts and undies that Nasir is wearing in this scene for J. Crew and Gap. And this is the and Nasir himself. Lalit plays a garment exporter in this movie. Um, and his ca accent, his, the golf playing, all of that is really what my brother's life is like. Um, you can't look bad in front of our in-laws. You look very good when you're smoking in front of Well, doesn't Saroj drink? This scene was earlier written as a kind of harangue, uh, the couple yelling at each other. But constantly in our work and in our improvisation and rehearsals, we always reverted back to making things essentially affectionate, you know, the kind of affection that comes with uh, what I call their relationship, the old shoe marriage, you know, the fact that they are like old shoes, they're used to each other, they're... Uh, they've been together for 25 years, maybe passion is on the way and maybe there's not much sex, but there is a kind of comfort of knowing each other, which is really what marriage and companionship love is about. And Lillette and uh, Nasi really uh, got that and, and completely exemplified it in their performances. In India, which is so now divided by um, fundamentalism and notions of who comes from where, and so, you know, I wanted to tell in this story of Alice and Dubey that they were transcending their communities and their castes. Alice is a young Christian from Bihar, and Dubey is a Hindu. 
Uh, we don't make any big, uh, we don't wave any flags about it, but the point is that she does wear a rosary around her neck. And uh, I remember telling the production designer at the last minute that, that to put a cross, which we made quickly out of bamboo and marigolds, which is behind her, um, you'll see it in a moment. Um, and uh, Dubey is clearly, you know, from his name, one would understand that he's a Hindu. And the point of their relationship, without really mentioning it ever, is that they ha that love will transcend these divisions. There's the cross behind her with the marigolds around it. P.K. Dubey is Sabrina's wonderful joke, which literally means uh, in Hindi, P.K. Dubey means you drink and drown. P.K. is drink and Dubey is drown. So there's always these double meanings and double jokes in throughout Monsoon Wedding, really exemplified by uh, Dubey's name. And Dubey for us is the new middle class. He's a working class guy who, with the new global India, can get his C uh, AC van, his cell phones, his beepers, his gadgets, and rise and become much more than his workers and really own his own company and, and call it event management. This is the new India, which we very much wanted to exemplify in his role. Kahuna Pyar Hai was a hit movie the, while we were shooting this movie. And uh, very much Sabrina and I wanted to, you know, capture that contemporary India in, the, in, in Alice and Dubey's love story and in the, in the whole film, Monsoon Wedding. I could watch Vijay Raz for hours. He would he would populate every one of his movements with such an acute sense of love and, and comedy. It was just wonderful to watch him work. Declan Quinn, the cinematographer, and I um, always looked for the most arresting images with which to make a scene. And because we were shooting at such a fast pace, this whole scene, we had really no more time than to shoot it in one take. And because we had such an extraordinary actor like Vijay who would milk every moment, it was possible. We often use this 8mm lens, which is this very wide, almost distorting lens. Um, but it was a way to incorporate the, both the color and the style of the wedding, the marigold flower and his incredible physical you know, body, the way he would use his knees and his hands and his fingers. Um, and the, it was all about blocking to take his cronies and place them around him so that they would all be around him, but yet he would dominate the scene. I think we did the scene also in one take. He did he did things like that all the time, you know. Just he would invent these things. People would call he's like Jacques Tati. He would just, you know, move his elbow, shake his knee, whatever. But he would make us just weep with laughter. Dubey, 
Arjun Bhasin's costumes for Dubey were, were class. I mean, bell bottoms and these kind of tacky kit shirts with always different scarves and, uh, you know, very much the Dubey um, trying to be fashionable look. There was much improvisation in the scene because here were two great actors against each other and um, really trying to milk the moment as best they could. Waterproofing meaning more money? Our gra- gadget freak at his very best. Two lakhs. Hey? Exactly and approximately. Two lakhs? Yeah, NRI is not going to be there. Area is not going to be there. You can see that you can see Lines like this, Vijay just used to toss up, you know, things that were <laughs> tomorrow's strike, like it was preordained. I love shooting on Indian streets. For me, that they just pulsate with life, and they are chaos. But I, I love to sort of sift through the chaos to get our scene. Nothing excites me more. This is Karol Bagh, where where every uh, in, you know every family has to go to buy the the trousseaus for both the bride and for the various relatives of the groom. We were we were always shooting on location. No frame of monsoon wedding was ever in a studio. <laughs> Often the salesmen of Karol Bagh were class acts in themselves. Um, they would come out with lines like this and, you know, really try to invent a whole opera around the sale of every sari. Um, What are you doing? They're waiting for your approval inside. <laughs> Chalo, I don't really know how Hemant thinks. What do you expect of me? So then call him instead of Vikram. Now please go inside before those aunties come out and start dancing on her head. Thank you. This was a production assistant of the crew. Oftentimes the crew acted in our films. <laughs> Ten years ago, Bollywood and the concept of Bollywood would never enter a Punjabi wedding at home. Today, it's very different. It's very normal that a young niece or a woman in the family would imitate a Bollywood movie star and perform their number to entertain the family the night before the wedding. And this is what Aisha and Varun are doing in this scene, rehearsing a, a big number in a popular Bollywood movie and making sure they get it right for the, the big night to come. 
I asked my niece Sahira what was the current hit song going on in the colleges and universities and she told me about Chunari Chunari which I loved because I wanted a song that would do exactly this to capture the pop and to capture the 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 rhythm of both Indian movies and have the possibility of a crossover and that's exactly I think what we got um we also went to great indian young fashion designers uh, to you know sort of uh, use their wares and the t-shirt that she's wearing is from a young designer in delhi called malani romani um who and each person would lend us uh, an item or two for us to sort of show the incredible color and wealth and design and fun of of uh, indian contemporary designers so monsoon was very much uh, um sort of calling card of what's happening in india now ek bhi phool nahi laga sara ka sara jo This is the first scene to signal that uh, there is something going to happen behind the fun and games of this family and this wedding. This is when drama begins in Monsoon Wedding. This very enchanting scene again brought to life by the really brilliance uh, and delicacy of the performance of Vijay and uh, Tilottama as Alice um really conceived of as the kind of enchanting scene it is again brought to life by Michael Dana's music. Um and always the idea of using improvisation to 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 bring the scene to life i remember the flowers i had asked for for this scene had not yet arrived and they came in the middle of the shooting and they were still encased in plastic and i just handed them to him and i said just use them and they actually make it much funnier that he was you know falling in love slowly and not even one you know not even realizing that they were in plastic and you know smelling them like he does and it was all because of a mistake and please note the way we synced the sitar to his ears because i loved how he moved his ears and i would often ask him just just move your ears and and then we composed the music around that That's my brother in the background. Where is he? Um, and these are his his actual four the cronies that he plays golf with every week. We just uh, asked Nasir to join them, and uh, these are all non-actors. That's Rajiv Suri, who's a close friend of the family. Where have you been? 
And they all really enjoyed that. They all enjoyed... Uh, they, they joke with me that they're starting up a union for uh, the best bit actors in Delhi and that they're tired of signing autographs, but of course, nobody notices. Cash flow problem. I was hoping to borrow some money just to tide over this wedding expense. And this is the new Delhi, the Delhi that is growing out beyond the city itself. And this is where the uh, bourgeois Punjabis now are going to live, where there are these well-tended golf courses and these high-rises. This is the this is what people aspire to today. But you've got a high-maintenance wife. But at least she's a self This is my brother Vicky. <laughs> The day before the, the wedding itself, all the women of the house get together and sing these sort of fairly bawdy songs to the bride to educate her about what is to come uh, in her marriage and at the wedding night specifically. Um, we, uh, we, we sort of created a color palette for, the, for, the, for this scene and had a, the rehearsal for the scene was asking a lot of our relatives. This is full of these extras are not real extras. They're all friends and family members of both Sabrina and myself. And we showed them what their own clothes that they had to bring in these colors. And we formed this, this fantastic color palette um, and created this, uh, this scene, which really came to life because, and we had Madan Bala Sindhu, the, the very handsome singer who's singing right here. She's a very well-known Punjabi folk singer, and she really led the pack with uh, these extraordinary songs and great style. Men are not allowed in these places. This is when uh, the women are get as raunchy and as bawdy as they want to become. And the whole time I had to tell Vasundra, please, you know, you have to remember that you don't really want to get married, that you're really uh, mixed, you're confused. So she always had to play this sense of, um, she's, her body is there, but her spirit isn't. Shashi auntie, the great uh, Kamini Khanna, the actress playing the large Shashi auntie, is actually a young woman in our neighborhood. Who uh, the, the, Again, the ca actress I cast for this fantastic role, this comic role, uh, let me down two days before shooting. And uh, Kamini came into my room to audition for the part of the dubbest, the, the two-line part. And I took one look at her and I said, won't you read the larger part, Shashi auntie? And she read it with such fabulous comic timing and flair. And she is Punjabi and knows exactly what I was talking about, that she got the role. And now I'm happy to say has bought a cell phone and moved to Bombay and has an entirely new career. Which is more suitable for ladies. Please, please, give him a and they got along famously, Kulbhushan, who's a legendary actor, and this young, this actress who'd never acted before. And uh, they really improvised and built upon their undying affection for each other in the, in the characters. Ria uh, Shefali always wore my clothes in the film. Uh, these are all personal clothes that I would wear. This was the kind of film it was, the cutlery, the paintings, the cooking, the, the, the furniture, everything came from either my home or other relatives' homes. It was a very intimate, very personal film. Hi, what? Hi, nice Mindy, dear. She's angry, huh? 
Okay. Sound design is vital to me. I really like obsessed with sound and oral design of a film. And here we created the sound designers created a sort of cool wind, a very chilly breeze that would fly through every time Tej would appear. To sort of subtly and delicately, without intending to draw your attention to it, to introduce a kind of chill in this otherwise rambunctious family. Okay, let's do an okay. oh. This is what I do with my son. So I brought that in because uh, it's a great way of showing the, the niece, the, their particular relationship being one of great affection and a special kind of bond, which of course comes into play later in the, in the finale of the film when um, Rhea guesses what's up with Alia and Tej. What I loved about both Tilotama yes. and Vijay, the two actors playing this scene, is that with a glance, they could they could uh, make us see the pain in their hearts and that the, the kind of raw quality that they both had brought them brought upon each other through this love that they both wanted to express but could not express. In India, it is believed that when a young girl gets married, she leaves her hus father's home and, and joins her husband's home and is sort of a stranger to her own family. That is the belief. That is not really the practice. But there are great and very sorrowful, beautiful songs that signify this departure. And this is one such song. I had asked my great friend Shubha Mudgal, who's a brilliant singer, to suggest a Punjabi woman who could sing these songs, and she sent us Rekha, this woman who, whose voice reminded me of Reshma, the great Pakistani singer whom I love, the sort of gypsy singer, who, whose all the songs, unlike most Indian movies, in Monsoon Wedding, all the songs are sung live by the actors on screen. By, and Rekha is a young singer who, who, who sang this beautiful Madhanya song. I come from a tradition of documentary film and I wanted very much to use songs and score to weave in the fabric of everyday life in Delhi as it is lived. Both Sabrina and I are from Delhi and for in many deep ways we wanted Monsoon Wedding to be a love song to the city, the city in which we grew up. And this was a way for me to knit the intimacy of this family drama into the tale of the whole city, that, that stories like this one were... Uh, actually stories of any person on in the frame, on the streets, that these are not stories unusual to one class or another. This was a scene, I have to say, was directly inspired by Fellini's La Dolce Vita, which was a movie that I was seeing constantly while I was shooting this film. Um, I wanted a philosophical scene. I wanted a scene which would deeply move us. Uh, I wanted something that would link the kind of everyday antics of this family to a much deeper sense of a cycle of life. And I, I told Sabrina, I said, read, I brought her these books of Khalil Gibran, I bought, and I said, like, write something from, that comes from these, these deeper emotions. Uh, finally, I picked a very couple of lines that Nasir would say. The brilliance of this is really that he says it with such an understated emotion, but such a depth that he brings tears to our eyes each time that I see this scene. And what I love about filmmaking is to is to 
make you weep in one moment and completely laugh the next to complete uh, to to mix the, the tragic and the comic that is life for me the inexplicability of life when you least expect it you're undone and then you're laughing um and that is what i wanted to this was the, in this sequence uh, as moment he is sort of waxing and philosophizing philosophizing uh there is aisha sort of stealing out and up to her mischief and again michael dana's score you know knits this whole universe where the father is sort of um looking at his girls and wishing everything for them but the girls are off to play with their various lovers at night that is india that is uh, life Need anything better? Yeah, alright, thanks. So good night. Right, you did. So the idiot joke continues and um way beyond the script and uh, really brings a laugh each time. I thought you wanted to stay here. I changed my mind. Really? How come you're not asleep as yet? Just thinking about what? I wanted Aisha to sort of always play the sexy girl but actually be completely innocent and completely terrified of her own brazen actions which uh, Neha Dubey who's actually biologically uh, in life uh, Lilith Dubey's real daughter um you know really came to life she really understood that where she would play the turn on and actually when she was brought to the act of actually kissing she was terrified The film is filled with Delhi slang, a uh, uh, slang that Sabrina and I, I was very uh, used to and grew up with and this is a big KLPD is a very uh, common Delhi slang that is known just in those environs and it brings the house down in Delhi. The film is populated with very personal choices of sound of of music. Uh Ab jaane ki zid na karo is a very very a favorite ghazal of mine from Farida Khanum a song that I was quoted by my uh, again Mahmood used to sing it a lot and play it a lot it is a don't make the fuss of leaving me tonight is what the singer is singing and um, it's uh, perfect for this courtship that is to come this was a scene that was damaged by x-ray and that we had to reshoot and i always unlike most uh, sort of indian cinema which is in the studio and is very artificial i love to capture the life i love to capture the life of an indian street 
This was the scene, as I said, was had to be reshot. The first time around, I, we could not afford more than one rain sequence. We always shot rain as it naturally hit, except for the one scene at the end of the film, which was rain, bought rain. But when we, ha we returned to India to reshoot, I put rain on every new scene just because I wanted to really build up the idea of the monsoon. I didn't want it to look like a cheap independent film which could only afford a little rain. So these were the gifts uh, of the challenges of Monsoon Wedding, that every challenge became an opportunity. That's the paradox of India, you know, you agree to an arranged or semi-arranged marriage, but you hold on to your loves and you actually sleep with your lover the night before your marriage to somebody fairly unknown to you. That's what's going on now and that is the new kind of revolution that, was, that still surprises me, but it actually happens. Almost everybody growing up in Delhi has had this kind of nasty humiliation at the hand of the cops. Uh, all of us are sort of united by this common embarrassment, this perverse uh, pleasure that the police take in observing, um, you know, public affection and then uh, trying to take you to jail for it. It's the terrible perversity of uh, North Indian life. The idea was to create a scene where finally Aditi sees the light, you know, sees what a cad that her lover has always been and will continue to be. The, the, finally a scene that would open her eyes to her own delusion about this love affair. Well, there was an emergency. Yes. Yes. No, they don't worry. That's just a television show in the background. So don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. This is one of my favorite scenes in the film, a very quiet scene between a couple that has been married 25 years who have, where passion is on the wane and there's not much sex in their lives and that yet there is this great longing which is often not heeded to by the husband and uh, how you continue to live and how you continue to achieve a kind of extraordinary companionship and relationship through it and that is life. Lilette and Nassi really understood this scene and um, I think we just did two takes of it and the whole scene was done in one, one uh, shot. Okay. 
Originally, when we started talking about writing this movie and making this movie, uh, it because I had said it should be shot in 30 days and let's just go back to the basics, to the essence of drama and storytelling and actors and not make it a big, full-on movie that needed millions of rupees and special effects and so on. The film became very much written in one home. And then as I began to really work on the shooting script of the film, I said to Sabrina, I said, you know, we really have to get out of the home. We really have to show the rest of rest of the world. And um, I very much wanted Dubey to go home because I wanted to show that despite his flamboyance and his flair and his, you know, the front that he portrays, that he comes from... What kind of environment does he come from? What sort of pressures does he face on a daily basis? And I love Delhi and I love old Delhi. That is where I made my first student film. And uh, so we decided to put him in uh, his home in Jama Masjid, uh, which is where I actually shot my very first student film. He's going to tell me that I'm a slut and that I should get lost. Adu. How could I have been so stupid? Listen, are you sure you want to tell him about everything? I mean, everything's over between you Sabrina and very much wanted... Yeah. Uh, Aditi, who is otherwise a Cosmo-reading bourgeois chick, so to have a real interesting character where she would opt to be honest and brave uh, despite not needing to be. Uh, she didn't need to tell the, her husband to be about her love affair, but she to just give her that metal in her character. And it really was a wonderful idea of Sabrina's that, that made us understand Aditi's dilemma, that made us like her, made us love her, made us want her to be happy. What? Maybe she shouldn't bother. Adu. This is Connaught Place, where the heart of the commercial center of Delhi, where all of us grew up and all of us had our courtships and our alliances, uh, very much uh, we wanted to film in these fantastic portals of Connaught Place for this date scene. We caused a major riot. We, had, we, may, have be, we may have controlled about more than 500 people behind the camera here watching these two actors. Fortunately, they were not recognized and they were, because they were not known. They're young unknowns, really. Um, and we could shoot this scene very quickly. It's okay. I'm not going to hate you, Before the crowds just sort of descended upon us. This used to be my favorite haunt during my IIT days. In India, besides the sort of five-star culture and the fancy cafes, they are what we have, dhabas, which are these street-level cafes, which all, when you're a student, you always make one your own, like a, like a fav favorite cafe of yours. And often the tea owners become real, real friends. And... Uh, uh, Aditi sort of falls for Hemant, uh, you know, more because she would, he, you expect him to take her to some kind of fancy joint, but instead he takes her to a his old college hangout. Makes it even harder for him, her to tell him what she's about to. <laughs> so, what was so important? You don't want to marry me anymore? Just look at these. Mama gave these to me when I got married. Hmm? Still so shiny and beautiful. I never used them once. Just hope Aditi will use them. I mean, what have you spread all over? I have to do my accounts. I can't even find my papers. Please don't keep this stuff here. Then get a computer now. This is a lovely scene, one of the best scenes, I think, that Sabrina wrote in the film. 
too old to learn all this computer. Very much about old shoe love, no, people who are used to each other for yeah. years. You know how long it will take me to repay all this? The saris in the scene come from my mother's wardrobe, each one of them. She often w- worried as to what to wear to the film's premiere because every sari was on screen. Do you know I bought this one in Madras 22 years ago? I've been collecting these since the day Aditi was born. This one is lovely. Mm. Tomorrow she'll be gone. Just like that in one day. I'm sorry. Yeah. We had a whole scene written about what Aditi would say to Hemant, but it seemed like redundant um, because the audience would know exactly what would she would say. So we just cut to the chase and started the scene with I'm sorry. And as I was shooting Parveen, the actor playing Hemant said, Mira, I'd like to open her door for her. I'd like to, despite my anger, preserve my politeness. And I thought that was a lovely idea because coupled with his politeness was this kind of insane um, yelling, which would be absolutely normal for a man who probably thought that his marriage was not going to happen. Delhi is a city of boulevards and, you know, the bureaucracy of India, it's the capital. It has great bungalows and these wide, uh, fabulous boulevards. And this is very much a Delhi scene, very distinctive. Uh, you wouldn't find these kind of streets with old oak trees and banyan trees like we have in Delhi. And then you see Rashtrapati Bhavan, the president's home, between the lovers here. You know, I've been thinking, Ali. I don't want to send Warren to boarding school. Oh, come on. This is a scene so close to my family life. Uh, my brother and his wife often debate about uh, sending their son to boarding school, and uh, Ishan, actually the kid who's playing Varun in this scene, doesn't want to go. So this is very much from his life, and which is why I think Ishan really you know, captured the emotion and the tears and the feeling of abandonment that he exhibits in this in this scene. And it's hard when you're playing opposite Nasiruddin Shah, actor you've heard of all your life, uh, to to cry on command and to 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 match him. But Ishan and um, Lilette and all of them got so close during the making of the film that Ishan felt completely. Um, comfortable to do that. Also, I think because this scene really struck a personal chord in him. He had gone through this. He had gone through fighting for his right to not go to boarding school. You will be an educated professional. You won't be singing and dancing in people's shadis. Mama? Can you do this for me? In the room behind was his real mother and father watching their son perform in his first film. 
My whole family was there, in fact, were hoping that Ishan would really rise to the occasion in this scene, and he did. Look at you, big, huge Hulk. Can't spend your whole life singing and dancing. Why not? What do you mean, why not? You want to become a notangi wala when you grow up? You don't do any exercise, you don't even play cricket, you don't read a book, just sleeping all day and watching TV, and now this new nonsense, dancing. Why? You also took Mama's dupatta and danced the other night. <laughs> you don't come by yourself with me. Sabrina has such a fabulous but ear for dialogue, exactly how families speak to each other. You're going to boarding school? Decide it. Since when? Bitta, bitta, Papa, now only talking about... This is the scene that brought tears to my eyes, his, his performance here. It's going to be good for you, Varun. Bitta, soon. Aditi Didi's going away now. You'll be so lonely at home. So we thought you'll go to boarding school. You'll have so much fun. You've also been trying to send me away to boarding school. No, Bitta, no. Listen, no. Bitta, we are just... No, nothing is pakka. That school is much better than this school. We thought you'll go there and there'll be so many boys your age. You'll really enjoy yourself. No, I don't want to go. I won't go. You do what you want. Bitta, we're just doing this for your own good. It'll... Make you a bit tougher. I think it will be good for you. I hate you. I hate you both. You don't even understand one thing about me. Don't you talk to me like that, you understand? Fine, I just won't talk to you at all. Are Varun? No! Peter, please! But bad to suno. Leave me alone! Happy, na? Happy with what you've done? I did not mean to upset him like that. Why couldn't you say something? Don't talk to me, okay? Just don't talk to me. Ah, here's a beleaguered man. He didn't intend to hurt anybody, but he's created a whole storm. And that's what uh, Lalit's character is, uh, um, a leader of the family who is undone so often by his own temper. But his love is so firm and strong, and, and Nasir really plays that, really plays that. This is a very sweet scene. Um, the cronies and Alice, uh, again, did it done in one take because we had to toss it off between things. And this was a scene that we had to reshoot uh, with some pain because the original scene was also very effective. Um, I should say Vasundara had gone through just broken up with her boyfriend just before the scene was shot. And as I was describing to her and asking her to relive for the role, uh, she began to weep and she says, Mira, I'm feeling the pain because I've just broken up. Can we just, uh, can you say action now? So very quickly, I said action just as these herd of buffaloes came behind them, which is again <laughs> what life is like in India, which is what I love to shoot there. You never know what will happen next. And the key is to keep yourself open enough to incorporate daily life plus the drama. reason to be angry. Someone broke my heart too a few years ago. I know how hard and confusing it can be. We wanted to reduce the kind of exoticism of an arranged marriage because what goes on in modern India is what we call the semi-arranged marriage when uh, the, the families introduce each other, the boy and the girl, and then they have a courtship and then they can say yes or no. And, and this line was added at the reshoot, what marriage isn't a risk, what, what happens why, if parents introduce us or we meet in a club, what's the difference? The idea was that marriage is a crapshoot anyway, really, it's a gamble. And both these very modern uh, people in this film realize that. So it's not to exoticize or, or, or to create a kind of myth about the arranged marriage. There's no force. Uh, Nobody is forcing these two to be married. They both understand that it is, it's a gamble. The question of whether we should get married or not. It's really for you to answer. 
This is a classic Thumri that I love, a classic song that I love in a basement band, a garage band in, in Delhi called the Medieval Pundits, a group of young people have taken this classic song and remixed it and funked it up with great soundtrack and I love this. This was given to me while I was shooting and I actually conceived of this uh, sequence because of this song. And this is the craziness of the electrical wiring of old Delhi where Dubey lives. Um, and this is the kind of thing I wanted to do. These were the song sequences that I wanted to make as a direct retort to the artificiality and the, and the very different uh, quality of uh, a song sequence in an Indian commercial film which takes you from the Swiss Alps to the Sydney Opera House to, you know, the Scotland or whatever. In India, these are the contemporary images I wanted to bring to life with songs that I loved. This was the scene that um, prompted by uh, my asking Sabrina to say, we must take Dubey out of the house. We must show how the other half of India live. Uh, and this is old uh, Jama Masjid, old Delhi, which is where I happen to have shot my first student film, shooting these streets. Um, this location was one of the greatest uh, gifts of this film. It's, uh, it was a photograph that Declan Quinn, our photographer, and I had seen in a, in, a, in a book of great photographs of India, photographed by Raghu Rai, one of our leading photographers. And I called Raghu and asked him, where is this house? Where did you shoot this? And he told us exactly the street. And we went and found the, the people. They, they were the same people who lived there, and they welcomed us into this home. You'll see the view in a minute. I, I didn't want to exoticize his house. I wanted to have a normal home and then reveal this extraordinary view that you're about to see. And when we went up to this house, we saw that I could do this whole one, this whole scene in one take, you know, to speak of the wretchedness of his uh, feeling, of the fact that he had fallen in love, but he was not going to get her. He had offended her. She thought that he thought that she was a thief. And uh, that's it. It was over for Dubey. And we wanted to say that with this this mother kind of constantly haranguing him with the litany of when will you get married. This was the first day of shooting. And just to see Vijay, you know, strip his fancy clothes, his style, his bell bottoms off and go back to the basics. This is really what a peasant would wear, his underwear. And then to reveal his melancholy by this extraordinary view that we had seen in this Raghurai's photograph. These are the gifts of cinema, the plasticity of the medium where you can see an image, you can hear music you love, you can see the kites in the sky. This was what happens in Jama Masjid, which is this area, is that after August 15th, after the Independence Day, there has a week, there's a week of kite flying. And we shot the scene in that week. So the sky was full of amazing paper kites. And um, the great thing about cinema is you can incorporate all these things you love, the music, the, the, the view, the a photograph that you've seen, and make it a scene, make it come alive. Ladies and gentlemen, I had seen this extraordinary swimming pool uh, at a party I was invited to in a few months before shooting, and I couldn't believe that something out of 
and Gaudi was in New Delhi in a, in a friend's pool. She had drained the water and she had designed this uh, fantastic tiles uh, uh, that I wanted to shoot this song sequence in. In India, the song sequences have millions of dollars of sets are constructed for big song sequences and we didn't have that and we wanted to, at the same time, wanted to make it as extraordinary a location as possible. So I begged for the swimming pool. Um, and they gave it to us for one night. And I knew we had to shoot this enormous drama in one night. And uh, we actually managed to do it. I asked this great Bollywood choreographer, Farah Khan, uh, to come and uh, choreograph this scene of Aisha dancing. And uh, I remember sitting, uh, standing with her in the pool the morning of the shoot. And I, she said, so, so Mira, how many days do we have to shoot this scene? Four days or five days? And I said, we have four hours. We shot the scene in four hours. But all the actors were so steeped in the roles that they had to play that uh, they totally rose to the occasion. So actually, this scene was in, shot in two locations, in the family home and in the swimming pool, which was another home entirely. And Stephanie Carroll, our wonderful production designer, conceived these fantastic light panels that you see at the back that we constructed in both the locations to give us that kind of visual link between the two locations to, to allow us the illusion that it was actually one location. In my opinion, you Bengalis are way too pretentious. Too <laughs> serious. This is Jibesh, Mandana, this is Mrs. Rai, Aditi's mind lot. Again, uh, there were so many roles to cast that uh, oftentimes the crew had to perform. Um, this is my niece, Sahira my brother's daughter, who was the young Meena in Mississippi Masala. And uh, next to her is uh, Ruman Kidwai, who is actually the older brother of the young Alia, who's playing the friend of, uh, uh, friend of Riyaz. So it was like that. We just, um, whoever was around, I had to make them become actors and, and, and do what we had to do. I don't know what to do. I need to just... Rahul, you can do it. I mean, you've seen us rehearse the steps so many times. You're crazy. You, you can make up the steps as we go along. You said that you love to dance. Sony Razdan is a great character actress in Bombay. And again, she gave me three or four days to play this the smallish role, but very memorable role of Saroj Rai, the groom's mother, who inspires Rahul to action to win his love for Aisha. This is Sony Razdan. Wearing my mother's sari, I might add. And that's the great thing about life in India is the sort of a dotty auntie uh, who can sort of swill whiskey on the one hand, can spout incredible verses of Urdu poetry on the other. And that's what makes life really rich and really unpredictable. And here's my homage to Bollywood song sequence shot in a few hours, but on in my friend's extraordinary swimming pool. This was the scene that was digitally restored. A lot of it was damaged, and we knew we couldn't reshoot it. So it had to be restored. And the young Neha Dube playing Aisha, who had sort of, this is her first, uh, first her debut in acting. And she really did an amazing job, you know, kind of imitating a B Bollywood movie star. The liberating thing about Monsoon Wedding was to make it 
uh, appear homemade, you know, not to pretend I was as grand and as big budgeted as a normal Indian commercial movie. mother and daughter, real mother and daughter, although they are not playing mother and daughter in the film. I, it very, moves me very much to see them together in this frame. When I was, uh, when I first saw this pool, I was uh, at a dinner party there, a dance party there, and I saw this fantastic uh, Sikh couple foxtrotting in the middle of the pool. And for me, it was like an image out of Fellini, an image really uh, that never left me. And I asked the same couple uh, to come and um, and dance in this scene. So all the, there are no extras in this scene. These are all socialites and all Delhi people who wanted to be there who spent the whole night with us uh, filming this dance sequence. You'll see in a moment how they all join the dance. <laughs> Here they are, Reena and Inderjeet uh, leading the dance. So for a Delhi person seeing Monsoon Wedding, you really would recognize a number of people and it doesn't, what many people in India have said to me about this film is that it really doesn't feel like a, a staged film, you know, it's very much like a family wedding would be and the unique thing is that people have told me from Iceland to Hungary to Southern California that it's just like weddings in their home or they wish they could have weddings like this, so, so much fun, but that's Punjabi weddings. That's my mom. <laughs> and we very much wanted to say that Varun finally does get to dance. So there was a lot of emphasis on him dancing and rocking. This is part of a scene that we have not shot where she actually lies down, Saroj Rai actually lies down on the floor. I loved that, but uh, didn't, it sort of stopped the action. People were puzzled as to what she was actually doing, so I cut it out. And here's some pure Hollywood romance for you. I said to Michael Dana, I wanted to be swept off my feet in the traditional sense, because tr really the idea was that the couple fall in love with each other for the first moment at this moment before they get married. And Declan's sort of stunning lighting of all the trees and being lit really helped the magic of this scene. And here's the scene that makes people stand up and cheer each time. Dubey 
putting his heart on his sleeve for Alice. I said to Sabrina I wanted him to make something with his own hands for her. And uh, what better than a marigold heart? And then Arjun Basin, the costume designer, really outdid himself with these fantastic matching bell bottoms and tie. I loved Vijay's costume. Really? Let's talk. <laughs> talk? How would you want to talk? There are some homages I play to Indian cinema that I love and uh, coming up is one such image uh, which is uh, an image of uh, when Alice emerges with the wind blowing her hair. It had to recall Wahida Rehman in uh, Guru Dutt's Piyasa when she emerges. Here it is, my Piyasa shot. Uh, this is an homage to Guru Dutt, one of my favorite directors. And this is a scene um, that we really milked. I think I just did one take and I had to, I actually duplicated the same take and reversed it. So this was actually a shot of him lowering the heart, but we reversed it to make it appear as if he's raising the heart to her because I recognized that this was really a moment that should be milked and we didn't have enough footage for milking it. Love okay, okay, okay. I can only handle one woman at a time. Oh, really? Don't tie yourself out. Tomorrow's the big night. Oh, yeah, and don't corrupt my elder sister, huh? And this is what happens in our in, in, in families and weddings, that when the guests have gone and people are winding down, the essential family gets together and lies down and says, let's sing a song. Come on, who, who's, who's, who's there left to sing? And Kamini, who plays uh, Shashi auntie, one day at lunch just was humming and I heard her sing my favorite ghazal. It's a Fez Ahmed Fez ghazal. And she had an extraordinary trained voice and I didn't know that. So I said, Shashi auntie, you've got to sing in this one scene. And she sang uh, this this one of my great, you know, great favorite songs uh, that I also used in Mississippi Masala. Thoughts and suddenly I'm thinking of some banal practical thing that needs to be taken care of. I don't know what the big deal is. I know all about kissing. Really, baby? Acha, everything. Yeah, what's the big deal? No big deal. It's gross. You open your mouth and he sticks his tongue in. Yeah, don't you know? The song means do not ask of me that first love. So let's go. It was five in the morning. Shashi auntie had a sore throat. I said, don't worry, just cough and we'll include the, the cough in it. We'll include the fact that you had a sore throat.
and Shashi auntie, you know, and CL, her husband, come from the Middle East. There are people who went to the Middle East to make money, and often the Middle East returned Punjabis have this really vulgar taste, you know, sequins and, you know, big jewelry and very different from Punjabis who remain in Delhi. And we're trying to do all that with her costuming, with her, with her jewels, with her sort of... Uh, she, she sort of epitomizes the Middle East returned Punjabi. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, she's tired and cranky. I thought I'd get her for a drive. Thank you, Frank. Yeah, yeah, sorry. This is the beginning of the Denouement. Very, very dramatic and delicate scene that is to come. And of course, Rajat says at the last minute he couldn't drive. So <laughs> there was another spanner in the works that we had to deal with. What's the matter, Ria? Just let her go. Huh? Is anything the matter, Beta? What is it? Just let her go. Chalo. Let her go from what? Oh, you, you bastard. Chalo, Alia. Are you yeah. right? Have you gone mad? I don't know. Maybe she's had a... A great dilemma while including this theme of incest in the film was how not to trivialize such a deep and dark, terrible thing and yet deal with it in all its... in, an, in all its violence. Sabrina came up with a wonderful um, solution of the fact that Rhea would not expose and not disturb the family on the eve of the marriage for herself, but in order to save the young niece. And it was really Shefali's performance as Rhea that, that galvanized this scene, and everybody else sort of joined her in that. And as we were shooting early hours of the morning, gusts of wind rose, and you see this here behind uh, behind Nasir, and you it really added to the drama of the of the film. And the sound designers and I very much enhanced this uh, by bringing the wind and the monsoon and the feeling of drama in the sound. She's mad. Going crazy. I loved working with my editor Alison Johnson because she really understood this rhythm that I wanted to create of between drama and contemplation that when I would bring you to a moment of drama, there would always be a moment of a montage of Delhi to make us reflect on the fact that this really, these stories belong to the world. They're not just individual stories. These happen to us all. Nasir moved us deeply while shooting this scene. 
I always say the fragility is the power of the actor. He can he has the strength to be fragile, to be naked, to be vulnerable. And Nasir is always so deeply truthful in his work, in his performance. And Lilette playing his wife really met that. I wanted a kind of a man bereft who who needs his wife and this this affection, this need for each other, this interdependence leading to a deeper passion and a deeper compassion. And once again, Punjabi, when you're absolutely intimate, when you have nothing more to say, you revert back to your ancestral mother tongue. And this line was given to us by a great Punjabi writer, Amrik Singhil, uh, who works in Bombay, and I asked him, I said, please, you know, write me a line that, that would show us his nakedness, show us how much he needs her. And he wrote a beautiful line, you know, hold me, I'm falling, is the best English translation, but it's actually deeper than that. We had originally conceived of these twin beds for them um, to suggest first, in the initial thinking of the script, an acrimony between them, the fact that they don't sleep with each other anymore. But then as we started rehearsing and talking between Lalit and uh, Bimi, we decided that it's better to leave it. You know, it's a practical thing. They sleep better separately, which is not to imagine that they don't really sleep together anymore. But this scene, uh, and it, it made for this move between him going from his bed to hers, him needing her. Um, and I think it was quite beautiful in terms of how the, the emotion that it took us to. And once again, linking that intimate story to life, to the outside world. Ria? This is the quintessential Delhi student pad called a barsati, which means the 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 one bedroom apartment on the roof, which is which is where students would rent. Uh, this is where Ria had gone to be with her friend, to escape from her family. But her uncle comes home, comes there to find her, to bring her back. These are two great actors at their absolute peak, you know, giving each other everything they've got. And what I love about Ria's performance is that there's no vanity in it. And I remember because we had to shoot Nasir's side first, and she would, in, you know, even off camera, give him so much emotion, so many tears, so much crying, and I would say, hold on, hold on, conserve it, because I then have to take the camera on you, and I have to, you can't dry up by that time, keep it, keep it in you. And she would say, don't worry, don't worry, I, I have enough. And she wept through every single take uh, off screen, and then when the cameras went on, on her, which was hours later, she had the same freshness and the same emotion that she had in the early hours of shooting. And your sister and your mother? Listen to me, Beta. I cannot break up my family. I cannot. Please don't ask me to make that choice. I don't know what Surinder myself would have done in my position. 
I know I can never replace your father, but you're my child, na? You're my child. My family means everything to me. Please don't leave us. Please. Yeah, if you go, And once again, to cut from deep emotion and tears to a kind of humor, you know, Ishan was always funny, tying the turban around his head. And this is a, this was a tense scene, um, bringing the family together on such tension, and all the actors really understood that. Beautiful. Trying to keep a public face while totally suffering inside. Come in front. Hold it. Eyes wide open. And one, two, three. Everybody now smile together. And watch the birdie. And three. Very good. Okay, last picture. Big smile, please. Okay, thank you. The pink safas are traditional in Punjabi weddings. All the men have to wear this lilac pink, beautiful pink safas. And this is a portrait of a dear friend, Timmy Singh, who has passed away and whose house actually we were using as the location for the house. And because we had to have a portrait of Ria's father, deceased father, it was a very delicate thing, What, which, whose po- photograph should it be? Because we do believe that we can't, even if it's a movie, have a portrait of somebody living to play dead. And uh, I asked Chanda Singh, our very close friend of mine, whose house we were using, I loved that picture of her late husband, Timmy, and she very kindly gave it to us. And it was quite fitting because this was their own home we were filming in. And there was Timmy. A lot of our friends who see this film remember him deeply when uh, in this scene because his spirit is really with us in this scene. Here's Timmy. This whole film scene was built on silence. I really wanted to create this sound design and we worked hard in in bringing that dimension of the scene to life. Ah, uh, Lalita, I'll go out and receive the guests. No. No. Maria, I don't want you to receive the Bharat. I can't do this. I can't, I'm sorry. Lalita. I don't even want you here. Please. I cannot allow this, Praji. I cannot. Both of you just leave my home and my family and go. Lalit, what do you I say? I don't want to say anymore. Please. Please don't make it worse. Lalit, what is 
सिर्फ नो नो आई डोंट वांट टू से एनीथिंग फर्दर प्लीज डोंट मेक इट वर्स दीस आर माय चिल्ड्रन राजी एंड आई विल प्रोटेक्ट देम फ्रॉम माइसेल्फ इवन इफ आई हैव टू प्लीज गो Nasir's performance was so brilliant in the very first take. Uh, I just said, you know, I keep feeling, I feel, I've, I feel like keeping on shooting. I just want to see you perform. I just want to see you act. But he got it in the first take. And when you have such a great actor in your midst, everybody else also rises up to meet him. I very much wanted to show the pain. of his decision for himself because he did love this brother in law but he had to let him go he had to expel him change between riya and dalit is is so deep is so liberating i remember young woman who saw the film who had had this experience in her life feeling utterly protected by this particular scene she said the protection she never received in her childhood is one that she finally felt in this film and that was the gift of their performances and here's the double barreled climax of the movie Jia band is a very well known wedding band in 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 Delhi and we shot this whole scene in a fit of uh, artificial rain and and great energy and these fantastic phosphorescent umbrellas that uh, the designer had brought to us the last minute and this scene is also a, a, a wink at avara raj kapoor's old famous film of uh, nargis and raj kapoor under an umbrella in the rain it was kind of what i was alluding to in the scene between the um, umbrella marigold umbrella and the and the flower the idea that uh, what i wanted to say here was in the very material punjabi world we are very materialistic people essentially there was also this other world of true love of of marriage over a flower no jewels no silks no band no music but just a flower and uh, symbolizing complete commitment at the same time as this other marriage was going on Disco and Bhangra is the, one of the new modern marriages of uh, Indian music and it really seems to work where it just fits the sort of celebration and the euphoria that is a part of a wedding. I just kept 
increasing Dubey's role because Vijay Raz was so amazing as an actor and I remember he was not really written to be a part of this wedding celebration and I just insisted that he return from his other film to be a part of this and he he just makes me smile each time And all of this was totally improvised. From the very beginning, Monsoon represented catharsis and liberation, and liberation from all the stories that we have told, liberation from the crippling heat of summer. There's a real embrace of rain in India with the monsoon because we've all suffered through such crippling heat. So for us, it was very much a metaphor for the drama of the story as well as the weather itself. I'm not a big fan of weddings. I don't love the ritual and the ceremony at all. The first cut of Monsoon Wedding didn't even have the uh, final wedding ceremony, which I added only much later in the end credits. But for me, it was all about this celebration. And Here's Umang, a kind of uh, slightly forgotten subplot of the film. Uh, the, the uncle and aunt's uh, son who was destined to arrive and never came in time until the last moment. And the suggestion was that he and Ria uh, maybe could get together. But I didn't want to make it all a very happy ending in that sort of perfect way, so we left it open. And that was the idea, to celebrate, you know, being from India rather than, uh, you know, look upon the West as anything, uh, as clues to happiness in any way. The idea was whoever came from abroad is finally becoming an Indian and that was, that was one of the themes of Monsoon Wedding. I always wondered what would be my last shot, what would be my last shot? And then finally found it with this one, Lalit finally happy with where his family had taken him. I'm obsessed with uh, credits and title design, and I was so happy to finally find these wonderful Scandinavian designers in New York, Trollback Associates. I said I wanted a Saul Bass kind of uh, James Bond op art, um, you know, uh, credits in the in the colors of of the film, which were orange and midnight blue and fuchsia and saffron. And uh, they made these fantastic uh, credits. And at the same time, I said I wanted it to be in the unbroken line of family. So we played with the idea of lines, both in the beginning credits and in the end credits of the film. And it's only after the very first cut of the film that I thought, let's intercut the wedding ceremony as brief glimpses, as brief glimpses of the ceremony itself, not to I didn't really want to make an anthropological film about weddings or ceremonies, but this was a way to just re reintroduce you to the old characters and um, 
show you the ceremony that we had actually filmed. And it was a way, finally the solution was to intercut it with these great titles that the Trollbacks had designed. And of course, Sukhvinder sings brilliant song which makes people dance in the aisles every time the credits come up. say that uh, Aditi is wearing my uh, sister-in-law Shifali's wedding outfit that is now very carefully saved for my niece Sahara to wear if and when she chooses to get married. So truly Monsoon Wedding is a very personal, very intimate, very much a family affair and continues to be. Thank you for coming to the wedding. Thank you for being a part of the family. And these are glimpses of the family album. This was uh, Nasir's last shot. Moments after this, he left and uh, really was a farewell. The end of the film, I have this sort of in-jokes that I always put on. Uh, a title of the film that we were thinking about was We Are Like That Only, which is Indian slang for This Is Just The Way We Are, which you'll see coming up in the end credits. 30 locations, 40 days, exactly and approximately, which is exactly how we shot it. 30 loca I mean, 40 locations, 30 days, excuse me. And these were all the people without whom the movie would not be made. Here we are, we are like that, only 40 locations, 30 days, and Dubey's catchphrase exactly and approximately. Thank you for listening to Commentary. If you like the show, tell your friends. We think there's a lot to be learned from these recordings. Home video commentaries are insightful works that are becoming less and less accessible to viewers and should be preserved and shared. Commentary collects and presents classic and contemporary DVD commentaries in podcast form, so you can listen to them wherever and whenever you want. This podcast was created as a public service for educational purposes and is not monetized. Thank you for listening to the show.